0: Source. Hey you like Bez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these.
1: Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary podcast. I'm your host Pez and you're here for round 18. What I'm guessing is 18.2 because we have already done a show on the Saturday morning where we reviewed the Thursday and Friday games. We spoke about the Saturday games and today we're here on a Sunday morning ready to speak about the Sunday games and the Monday game that's on the big one between Collingwood and Port Adelaide. As always, I am here with Source. How are we today? Yeah,
0: good, good, Pez. It's uh, good when you wake up on a Sunday morning. There's, you know, on the eve of finals, you're almost there. Uh, and, uh, you know, the world throws you a beautiful day like this. The Cats are, are going to finish top four when they win today. Your Saints are in. Melbourne all, um, are out, which is good, hopefully, when the the um, Freeman will take care of business today. Um, <laughs> so it's uh, going to be a, a good Sunday of football.
1: Well, free men will take care of business, so Melbourne will stay in.
0: No, no, but I meant Fremantle's going to lose because that's what I mean by taking care of business. Oh. <laughs> They'll just do what yeah, they're so expected. They'll just so lose. I'm not giving the doggies any credit though, mate. I just, I, I just thought yesterday during that game, it, what would have been even sweeter is if Essendon came back and actually beat Melbourne and stopped them from getting finals. That would have been even better. But uh, I'll take um, the doggies over the Ds any day of the week.
1: Yeah, interesting one. Like uh, that last quarter was... Was very interesting yesterday with the Essendon Melbourne game, but what we'll do is I guess we'll get into that and we'll do our review for the games on the Saturday. Off review. No
0: official review. How does it end? We don't know. They kind of lost, but they won as well. Yeah, well, it was almost one of those cases where the commentators yesterday continually said that Melbourne had uh, solidified their finals berth, and then uh, Essendon made that run back. Of course, we're reviewing the games from uh, yesterday's Action of Football. Um, as you said, 18.1 we're reviewing, and we're going to get things off with the Essendon-Melbourne game. Um, Melbourne end up winning by 19 points, but did escape a fourth-quarter comeback from uh, Joe Danaher going into the ruck and moving Stewart up forward, and uh, they got as close as seven points in that last quarter, Piers,
1: Yeah, they did. Uh, Melbourne controlled the game for, for most of it uh, with the other things that were happening. And then Essendon decided, you know what, we're going to try something different, which is, is strange from there. their coaching stuff because they don't usually do that. They usually just go with the same way. And, um, Dylan Shield kicked a really nice goal from 50 on the run and they, they just kept coming. But, uh, Melbourne and Bailey Fritch stood up when there were seven points up and, uh, got a couple of goals and ended up winning, uh, by a couple of goals in the end. So, uh, they kept themselves alive. They are sitting in the eight at, the moment. It all depends on the Bulldogs and Fremantle today. If Bulldogs win, Melbourne go out. If Fremantle win, Melbourne will have a finals berth.
0: Yeah, you said uh, Bailey Fritz stepped up there. Um, I think you are correct. He, He stepped up in terms of he kicked the goal, but the opportunity that he got to kick that goal came from a really poor decision in the middle of the ground where Christian Petrarca should have hands down been given holding the ball, which would have set up Essendon another opportunity to go forward. And with the momentum that they had, they might have brought it back down to one point. So it's a bit disappointing that... You know, we've sort of gone off the holding the ball rule and then in the dying stage of the game, a obvious holding the ball one where the player's brought to ground, the ball spills free, um, and a great tackle from from Essendon and uh, not rewarded and, yeah, cost, cost Essendon an opportunity to, to get a lot closer.
1: Look, I have noticed Source, uh, with this holding the ball rule, it's changed a lot throughout the season. Uh, they aren't calling it at the moment. They aren't calling it, which is strange. Uh, the thing they do need to call, I think, is the incorrect disposal. If a player's yep. running with the ball and then gets tackled and then like, either throws the ball out or drops the ball, that's dropping the ball or that's incorrect disposal. So they're the ones that need to be paid. But I'm kind of sitting there going, I don't want to go back to the start of the season where they changed it and they called every single tackle. So at the moment, if they're not blowing the whistle, uh, that's, that's a little bit better at the moment than what it was. So I'm just trying not to... Uh, not to be too, I don't know what the word is. I don't, I don't want to bag the umpires like that to if they're going to, you know, yeah. go back to it.
0: Yeah, you don't want to be too too critical and pedantic on it, to, you know. But I think you are correct, and I think that uh, again, it's something that we don't want to go back to the the opposite. I just want it to be called properly in, in when it matters. Like it seems that we're 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 not calling holding like you know they've gone the opposite way of not calling it anymore. Um, Throughout the whole game and then there's obvious opportunities for it to be called like, you know as you said the incorrect disposal Because what players are doing now is that they they lay a good tackle, the ball sort of, you know, the guy just drops it and then everyone jumps on it and they call, um, you know, a ball up. And you can hear the umpire saying, ah, he didn't have any prior opportunity. Don't worry about the prior opportunity, he he dropped the ball, he got rid of it like that way. But it is something that we're not going to dwell on because you are correct. The the way that the holding the ball has been officiated as of late has been a lot better than what it was. And it'll be interesting to see how the umpiring adjusts uh, first week of finals, Piz.
1: Yeah, hopefully uh, the whistle doesn't doesn't come out like it was um, early, very frantic, um, which is kind of how the game one of uh, Lakers-Denver series was, with the referees having a big influence and just you know whistle after whistle trying to control the game. But uh, we we had a bet in this one. I had a uh, little same game multi, little two legger, Clayton Oliver to get twenty, which he just got yesterday, and uh, Melbourne head to head. So green tick, I put thirty on it at a dollar seventy two, returned fifty one eighty one.
0: Yeah, there was no doubt about that, uh, Pez The little source special, the two-leg same-game multi That's uh, money for VBs as we uh, have kindly renamed the money for jam saying um, And uh, I had a, a three-leg same-game multi And uh, I end up getting that up as well the, the toughest leg that I was looking for was laverde As an anytime goal scorer And he was the first goal scorer of the game It took them took them a nine minutes or so to kick a goal But the first goal of the game Lovely when your bet sort of, you know The harder leg of your, your three-leg same-game multi gets up I also had... Uh, Petraka to get um, 20, and I had uh, Sard to get 20 as well. So um, that was a nice little uh, $80 return for that Pez.
1: Yeah, a little $4 $4 gem there. Especially when you get that anytime goal scorer, you you nailed it on the head there. When. They kick it in the first quarter and that leg's already got the little green tick and you're just waiting on the disposals. It's a, it's a good feeling.
0: It is a good feeling because it's more likely to get those disposals in the last quarter than it is a couple of those goals. And uh, that was the exact same feeling I had in the Tigers game as well. We get into the, the Tigers-Adelaide game. First goal scorer of the game, I had uh, McAdams for two and uh, first goal of the game, I thought, you little ripper, here we go, we are on fire. Uh, but after that, after a struggle in the first quarter, Richmond took control of the game and it was Richmond uh, from there on out.
1: Yeah, I was. Um, I wasn't watching at one stage, and they said, "Oh, kicks it, kicks it into the fifty, and um, oh, McAdams marks it." And I oh, thought, "Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> he's about to kick his second. Uh And then I then I look, and I'm like, "That's not McAdams. That's Darcy Fogarty. What, what's going on?"
0: I remember watching that exact same thing, Pez, and I wasn't really paying attention either. And they said, oh, nice, big, strong mark, mark from McAdams. You know, he should put this away. They didn't actually mention his name for the rest of the thing. I thought, you little ripper. Yeah. And then he kicks the and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're all over it. And I'm looking at him while he's lining up, and I'm like, that's that's not him. That's <laughs> that's Fogarty. <laughs> and then I'm like, is it Fogarty? And then I, like, doubted myself, and I had to watch all the way through so they could go back to him and actually put up the little stat. And I'm like... Oh, you bastards! <laughs> like, you know, I'm sitting there. Oh, but my um, bet didn't end up getting enough anyway because Baker fell a little bit short. Uh, but it was an interesting game from the uh, from the the Tigers. They uh they really showed that their style of game play really really um strangles the opposition when they're trying to move forward and that defensive game and being able to score as well potently dangerous going into finals, Pez.
1: Yeah, it's what they do, isn't it? The the Richmond Tigers. They just um, defend, 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 and then try and get that little one either over the top or they get that little uh little chip kick into the forward fifty. Um, I, I chucked out a I chucked out one before the game source, a little um top sport special with the Jack Rewalt most goals head to head versus Jason Castagna. And it was very tough viewing because Rewalt kicked a goal in the second quarter, so he's up for the whole game. And then Castagna in the last quarter kicks a goal with five minutes to go so they're a tie which is is ridiculous and you see what happened at the end of the game Sauce?
0: yeah I did a uh, nice little mark and uh, <laughs> nice little mark by Rewald in the corner uh, on the on the boundary one of the the specials of the podcast from the boundary. Um, but the, it was like he was trying to to play on three or four times. He really, really wanted that play on. And you, I could imagine you sitting in that TV, Pez, counting down that time like quickly, quickly, time, time to go, 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 because he was he was trying everything in his willpower to play on from that.
1: Oh, it's it's tough because um, Dustin Martin actually kicked him the ball at the end of the game. He had a shot uh, a little bit before Castanio actually on the other side with his left foot. I didn't didn't score, and then when Castagna got it, I was like, "You're you're kidding me here!" Like they're, <laughs> they're a tie, but lucky you, you. Sometimes you get them when it's at the end, and uh, very happy with that. And he he kicked his two goals to Castagna's one, and um, yeah, I was I was thought that bet was lost when Castagna kicked one with five minutes to go. To be honest,
0: if they both kick, because he would have kicked two and he kicked one, is that correct? So would have been the bet been halved if it was a return for you?
1: No, no, so it's a three-type thing, so oh, it's either yep. Riewoldt, Castagna, or a tie. You can actually bet on the tie, yeah, so it would have been a loss.
0: I was talking to a mate yesterday who had uh, Jack Riewoldt as most goals and um, for his category, and that's when he was talking about it being split, so that's where my confusion is. Yeah. You are correct, Top Sport, or not, was it Top Sport? They do have that uh, t- bet for the tie special as well. <laughs> not really special, Yep, but. Top Sport, yep. Then, Pez, we get into the uh, evening game, and there wasn't much time, much turnaround between the, the uh, afternoon game and the evening game. We get into the Brisbane Lions versus Carlton. It was a wet and disgusting brand of football, uh, but the the uh, Lions prevailed by seventeen points in the end.
1: Yeah, the Lions got up in the end. Carlton, yeah, really showed some fight. So we were speaking about yesterday, their supporters would be really disappointed in the season and they would. But um you'd be pretty proud of them last night for for putting up the fight that they did. Uh the the Lions, you know, sit on top of the ladder at the moment, depending on what happens with the Port Adelaide. Uh, Collingwood game on Monday but uh, The Lions another top two finish They'll get a home final and uh, they've Got to be happy about that
0: yeah they've got to be happy um, But they've got to they can't just be um, Complacent in, in finishing Top two again they need to win a final they, they went out in straight sets last year Perfect opportunity for them to actually Really salute themselves into a grand final by Winning first week of finals and they've got some players who have really come into form. Uh, Lockie Neal's back into his Brownlow form that he was earlier in the year. Charlie Cameron found some um, some form in front of goals. But uh, a bit of a, a hobble and in injury appears. And, and I'm, I really, really worry about this sort of mindset from Charlie Cameron because, again, last night he had a bit of a bump and he was hobbling around the ground and then the ball comes around and, and that injury sort of goes away. And it's really concerning for his confidence going into to, to a final series.
1: Yeah, well, I, I had him for two or more goals as a part of my cheeky because I thought, you know what, they've got to play Cameron into form here uh, before finals. He's, he has been struggling a little bit in the past month and he ended with one goal too. Uh, This, the second one was that little snap that like went past the post. I'm surprised the umpire uh, didn't even review it, which is uh, crazy because they were behind the ball and uh, it would have been umpire's call in the end anyway, as we know, but uh that was, a, that was an interesting one. He kicked one goal 2 Didn't happen. I also had Hipwood for two goals. He had some shocking set shots and he only kicked one goal. And then McStay uh, fumbled a ball in the, just in front of the goal square there and he couldn't uh, kick the ball. Only had five touches in the end. So my cheeky, no good.
0: No, no good at all. And um, it's, it's disappointing when uh, that goal review went through because it's unbelievable that they didn't go for a review because from all, all regards, like it, she, uh, it looked like it actually hit her leg. Um, and she was absolutely determined that, yep, it was not a goal, and I'm sort of thinking they're going, surely you'd go back and review that, and on three or four goes at it by the media, uh, it was hard to actually tell, and I don't know if it would have um, been awarded a point or a goal, but uh, not to be anyway, but Pez, we forgot to talk about it, and I just you just actually reminded me, um, the goal umpires, we had a, had a bit of a loss yesterday, Pez, had a bit of a loss in yeah, terms of the you, goal umpiring.
1: Got, have you got the um, little, you know, the darkness button, have you got that? Hello, oh, now this is this is sad because
0: I've
1: come if you've been a fan of the show and the the listeners will know that uh source and i we are all over our man david roden because the greatest goal umpire of all time the absolute goat would never ever source never ever dream of reviewing anything he is confident he would just go yep uh, it might might have hit the post. Now, I'm going to back myself here. That's a goal or that's a behind. He's put his little cheeky smile into his uh, repertoire in the past few weeks and watching the uh, – was it the Essendon-Melbourne game? And Essendon-Melbourne the ball, game,
0: first game of the day.
1: The ball travels. Uh, could have been out of bounds on the full. It could have been a behind. David Roden's running there, running there. He sees he actually calls the umpire over and he's asked for a review.
0: Asked for a review. Absolutely heartbreaking as a David Roden enthusiast. It's it's really disappointing that he's lost that confidence. He's lost that confidence to do what he does best and go back behind the goals, wave those arms, wave those flags, give us a little cheeky smile, but uh, the streak's over, Pez. The streak's over.
1: The, the streak is over. I've never seen him review anything before, and I thought, you know, he's the most confident goal umpire. He's the best goal umpire. He, he doesn't make any errors. And he made a big one there by by reviewing that, and now he's uh, he's not our favourite goal umpire anymore.
0: I mean, he's still in my top my top ones because I don't really know any others. But uh, <laughs> you are right, Pez. It is disappointing that he um, that he he didn't have he lost that confidence, and it's it's disappointing because it's going to cost him a, a final series there. Because the AFL, there's no way they're going to go with him for a whole final series. i will just drop him, um, and just like you have Pez, they'll just drop him, and he'll be gone forever.
1: I, th- I think it'll be surprising if he gets another another gig this round and then uh, this year as well, because you can't be doing that in the final series. But let's be honest, the AFL are probably, they've got no idea what's going on with this arc and things like that. So they won't even see that as a mistake. They'll see that as, oh, this was well goal umpired or something. But let's keep an eye on that goal umpire that didn't review the little Charlie Cameron dribble, because if that's a confidence that, yeah, she's going to show... She Could, might be
0: my new favourite goal she umpire. Might be new favourite umpire. We might have to go back and chase up her name, um, because there are a few a few of the the female um goal umpires going around at the moment. It's not just uh, that one. It was her name, Casey, I think it was, uh, that uh, BT always went on to, and but then realised that uh, it wasn't her name, and then they just kept uh, playing over and playing and playing the same uh, same goal umpire. But we might have to. She might have definitely bumped up Pez top two. No, me perfect. No,
1: oh, no, top top one. I don't have a top two, mate. I I only knew one goal umpire, David Roden, because it's all I needed to know. And now he, he's sad at me. It's like it's worse than your than your team losing in a round when David Roden reviews something that uh, he didn't need to.
0: Wow, wow, harsh calls from uh, Pez. Um, we might move on before Pez. Um you know, kills any more relationships and any more fan favorites. He might jump off the Saints if we, we keep this sort of morbid uh, sort of mentality going. Pez. We'll, we'll get into something a little bit a uh, little bit sadder. My multi, um, because that was one left <laughs> short. Sam Walsh to get twenty, got it. Hugh McCluggage after a slow start, slow start, end up getting his. And Dane Zorco couldn't find a possession in the last four minutes, and can, it continually slipped through his hands. He fell over. He, at one stage, he tried to kick it off the ground, and he missed it. And, and at the very end of the game. To sort of sum up his night, he, he he fell over, had a clear possession kick to him, and he fell over, and he had to smash it across the ground using his fist. Uh, very hopeful, and I was hoping that Finster's arguments of uh, disposals versus possessions would have been there. Uh, sorry, just, yeah, possessions versus disposals, uh, and one percenters, but not to be, so I walk away with a bonus bet.
1: Not to be bonus bet. You'll be able to use that, hopefully, at uh, some point in this round, but let's get to it. We're, we're early today because... Uh, we do want to watch the, the NBA final series, the playoff series at the moment. So uh, we've got our bet slip to get through, and we've got four games. How exciting is this?
0: Super exciting. Let's get into it, Pez. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Our bets with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I
1: was with a mate, and um, we were getting, getting sort of ready to leave, and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on on Max. Do, do you want some as well or not?
0: Oh, that's right, Bruce. We get straight into our final bet slip of the season. We will be here for finals, but the final one of the 2020 um, extended season because it has been going for such a long, long, long time. Um, We step into the first game of the afternoon. Two teams that will not be playing finals, Hawthorne and Gold Coast. Hawthorne go in as the outsiders as $2.05. Gold Coast, a slight favorite, $1.77. The Lions, three and a half. Pez, final game of the year. You're you're on the graveyard for sure. on our boys, the Gold Coast Suns.
1: You know what? I'm not sure about this one. I think this is uh, one of the ones in those tipping competitions where you have to you have to take a risk if you're coming, you know, second, third, fourth, something like that. And uh, the Hawks could do something in the in the last day. Gold Coast haven't been too impressive over the past couple of weeks, so uh, interested to see how this one does pan out. So I've stayed away from the result, the line, the things like that. So I've gone a three plus same game multi. I've put the power play. On it as well So we've gone Jack Lacocious To get 15 or more disposals Tom Mitchell To get 20 And Ben King To kick a goal Anytime goal scorer Get your 80. I power played it To 85, And I've chucked 20 on it
0: That's a good little bet there Pez, yeah it's interesting this one, Um, it is one of those ones that could go either way Um, But I don't mind Gold Coast finishing off the year with a little win They will see, um, they'll be still aiming for that benchmark at the start of the year of getting over six or so wins And you know finishing off the win is a great way to go into the off season, Hawthorne in a rebuild Um, You know they've put back in Frawley and Stratton Uh, It'll be interesting to see how some of those lads are are playing for and with their next year being a little bit uncertain But I'm all over Gold Coast here, Piers. I've gone on a three-league same-game multi because I have got that exclusive special, just to rub that in for you, Piers. I've got Gold Coast Suns, Hugh Greenwood for 15, Brandon Ellis for 15, and I've whacked uh, $20 on that at 237.
1: Yeah, 237. There you go. You you like your Gold Coast Suns and it's your last chance, last opportunity to do it. So everyone knew where you were going.
0: <laughs> you gotta keep you gotta keep the the the, the fans happy, Pez. They they like the, the shift and they like us back in those Gold Coast Suns. And uh, some feedback from the show yesterday, Pez. I had a couple of people actually tweet me about um, Gold Coast versus um, GWS and who wins a premiership first. And there was a lot of scathing reviews about our summary there. What was there? Yes, yes, I don't think people understood what? the question <laughs> because we were taking out next year if uh, if, Gold, if GWS's window shuts next year, who wins a premiership first? And a lot of the people thought that we were absolutely crazy, and that GWS's window isn't only um, it isn't a short period; that they've still got five or so years left. They reckon
1: five years left to the Giants.
0: Yeah, a, a, well, one, one, one viewer had a five year five year plan for, for GWS, but um, I, I wasn't uh, wasn't supporting that. <laughs>
1: Well, they've got they've got they've got talent there, Sauce. That's the thing. They're they're gonna lose Zach Williams. Uh they're not gonna get the the best talent in there. they they're missing a couple of key pieces and a couple of their really good players are are more so wing type players and half back like Lockie Whitfield and Josh Kelly. They need someone in there to, to win the ball and, and do that kind of thing. But yeah, I, I still stand by what we said. After next year, when next year's over, uh and GWS windows pretty much closes. I think Gold Coast do have a chance. But what I did say is I don't think any of them will win. Premiership anytime soon
0: Ooh, big call big call so you're going the hedging your bets going no, no no team to win either way interesting way to play that bet pez <laughs> all right let's get into the uh, middle game the most important game on the sunday sydney playing geelong that 335 time slot that we the traditional channel 7 time slot that we love uh, sydney are massive outsiders 550 geelong are heavy favorites dollar 15 the line is 26 and a half. Surely the Cats win this pretty comfortably, set up a top four spot and uh, start their premiership um, journey for 2020, pairs.
1: Yeah, this would be a, a massive upset here because all all Geelong need to do is win to finish top four and everyone's expecting them to do that against a Sydney Swans side that has been pretty poor. So there's not much value in the head-to-head market and things like that because Geelong should do this pretty easily. Uh, I've found a little bit of value that I think in... Top sport with this uh, most goals head to head market. Your man Tom Hawkins source. Do you reckon yep. he kicks more goals than Sam Reid? Uh, yes, <laughs> easily. Yeah, I've I've tracked twenty five on this. Is, is one65 a dollar sixty five head to head with Sam Reed, with the tie being a loss.
0: Yeah, I love that bet, Pez, because uh, I've gone for something very similar around Tom Hawkins. You know I love have been loving Tommy Hawkins. To get his first Coleman medal, I reckon that he gets a little bit selfish. He does lead the league in goal assists um, with over 144, which is absolutely crazy when you think about it. He's leading the Coleman and goal assists. I reckon that he gets the job done, and I reckon that uh, the Geelong boys give him a little bit of icing as well. So I've gone three-leg same-game multi, 20 on it, Guthrie to get 20, Tommy Stewart to get 20 and Tom Hawkins to get three or more goals. So if mine gets up, Pez, I, I doubt that Reid's going to kick more than three goals. So you can basically uh, take that to the bank, mate.
1: Yeah, definitely. And what's the, what's the odds on that?
0: Uh, the odds on that is uh, $4.20. So $20 will get me 84 return, which uh, will be really nice to finish off the, the year.
1: Four twenty, you'll like that, with uh, three of your Geelong boys uh, doing that for you, hopefully. Top four berth and... Uh move into finals in a couple of weeks' time.
0: Yes, move into finals. Speaking of teams that would love to move into finals, uh, the Western Bulldogs come up against Fremantle. Western Bulldogs, as we mentioned earlier in the show, need to make sure that they win to uh, put Melbourne out of a finals berth, which we're pretty sure that they will do. Fremantle are the outsiders at $3.10. Western Bulldogs come in at favourites at $1.37. The line is 15.5. Pez, can Frio cause an upset and put Melbourne into finals?
1: Look, they could. It depends on the motivation. I'm not sure what the motivation is. It, like, if they beat the Bulldogs, they end their season. Is that motivation enough for them to, you know, really put in that effort and exert that effort in the last final game of the round? I think it's very dangerous for the Bulldogs because free men aren't any walkovers – anymore they're, they've actually been playing some really good footy really good defensive footy and they're starting to put some some of that offensive stuff into their game as well so uh staying away from that result a little bit I, I don't know who i want to win because the saints i think either play the bulldogs if they win or they might play collingwood uh if it goes the other way uh very very strange situation going on because collingwood is still to play but i've just gone a, a same game multi uh, i've put the max on this one the max 50 I've got it just over that uh just over two bucks, so two dollars and five cents. I've gone Blake Akers to get fifteen, Nathan Fife to get fifteen, Luke Ryan to get fifteen, and then Caleb Daniel, the uh best kick in that Bulldog side, to get fifteen as well. And Max what, fifty.
0: Max fifty, and what was it? Two dollars five did you say or?
1: yeah. Yep, $2.05. I've
0: gone something very similar. A little bit more, um, I've got $2.25. I've gone the max 50 as well. I agree, Piers. I think that it is a bit of a danger game. And what I do like from Fremantle is they control the ball. So I've gone with a couple of their backmen and you know, one of their, their contested players to to get um, a lot of the pill. I've gone David Money to get 15, Luke Ryan to get 15. The best kick, not just in the Bulldogs um, pairs, probably the AFL, Caleb Daniel to get 15, and his little mate there, the absolute um, heart and soul of the Bulldogs, the cultural leader, Tommy Libertore to get 15 as well. I've whacked 50 on that at 225.
1: Yeah, there you go. The, is always offering a little bit of value there. He's a good contested player, and let's hope uh, that can get up for your source.
0: Yeah, let's hope it does, Pez. And uh, the last game of the round, as you said, was going to be Collingwood versus Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide would look to um, sew up their minor premiership um, and finish the season, start to finish, on top of the ladder. They go in favourites at a dollar sixty-two. Collingwood, the outsiders, at two twenty-six. The line is a little bit slim, I think, at seven and a half. Pez, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, I
1: can't have thoughts on this one yet. Actually, source because I, I need to know the result of this Fremantle Bulldogs game because Collingwood is the last game of the round and they will know exactly what happens if they win, exactly what happens if they lose, and who their opponents will be, and things like that. So I think uh, Collingwood are going to play the waiting game today. Watch that game with uh, with high intensity and high interest, and just you know see who they want to play in that first week of finals.
0: You think that they might not lose it, but they might put up a, a, a subpar effort to maybe play West Coast first round? You think that they'd prefer to play West Coast than St Kilda?
1: Well, it it depends on what happens with the with the thing. So if Bulldogs win, where do Bulldogs go? They, they go to sixth?
0: Yeah, sixth. Yep.
1: So then Collingwood would be eighth at the moment, yep. so they would have to win. But if the Bulldogs lose, where would Collingwood be? It'd be
0: about six, se- seventh or six. Yeah, to
1: play St Kilda first week. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you think? So yeah, yeah, okay. Either way. Very, yeah.
0: Very interesting. Um, well, I I think that the motivation here is not through Colling. I think the motivation actually is through. Um, Port Adelaide I think that they Will want to Prove to everyone That they are The best team In the league That they did not Finish on top With any You know Sort of Any disregard For the the rest of the league And they they want to Finish top They want to get That minor premiership um, Because I think That's where the Motivation is So I've, I've whacked Um Port adelaide in my same game multi i reckon that they can get the chocolates here pairs as i said three leg same game multi but i have gone a bonus bet i've gone port adelaide head to head as mentioned dollar 67 i think that's incredible value robbie gray who is popping up and him on his own at a dollar 40 is amazing value and I've gone a little bit out there because I am trying to sort of, you know, triple up that money or could quadruple up that money. Travis Boak, any time goal scorer, he's kicked one in the last four games. So I think that he can get the job done as they thump the pies. So that's 475, bonus bet on that.
1: Well, there you go. You're very confident on that. On the power, let's see how they go. Oh, you are right about their motivation because Ken Hinkley's actually mentioned that in, in a few his press conferences how they're on top of the ladder and getting no respect and things like that. But they do need to win to, to go to the top of Brisbane. So interested to see what happens today. In the Bulldogs Fremantle and then what the motivation will be for tomorrow's game. Now you had your multi yesterday. Source and uh, one leg of that already uh, saluted with the Richmond getting up. You've got Geelong and Port Adelaide. Uh, to finish it off.
0: That's correct. Uh, my cash out value at the moment is ten seventy five. So I want a guaranteed profit. I could actually cash out now, but I think I might leave that go and let it sit because I'm pretty confident, as you said, with the cats and the power.
1: Yeah, definitely. I've um, I've put a little multi together. It's not not a head to head multi or anything. It's actually uh, across the across three games again. So I've gone a little little nine-leg multi, uh, power plated up as well. So we've got uh, our nine legs here. We've got three legs in the Hawthorne Gold Coast game, which is the exact same bet that I had before, which is Lukosius to get 15, Mitchell to get 20, Ben King, anytime goal scorer. I've gone two legs from the Geelong-Sydney game, Mitch Duncan to get 15 or more, Jake Lloyd to get 20. And the four legs, which is my actual bet in the... In the podcast, there the four legs, which is five acres. Ryan and Caleb, Daniel, all to get fifteen or more disposals. Power played it up to five dollars and thirty-eight cents. Put put a little little ten on it, and uh, hoping that that can salute. What's the what's the return for that, Bez? I'll put 10 on it at 538,
0: so 5383. Yep, sorry, I missed the I missed the uh, actual price that you said over there. Um, but it's very risky putting the, the same legs for, for both sort of bets in their pairs. But if you are confident with that Fremantle game, then why not? And uh, why not double up?
1: Yeah, so if uh, one of those loses, my multi loses as well. But if they both win, then my multi's got a bit of a chance to win as well. So uh, watching today's footy with a lot of interest.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Uh, As we all will, you know, Geelong's finals hopes there. Uh, The Doggies will be watching. Collingwood supporters will be watching. Uh, Great day of football. Looks like an absolute pearler of the day. So, Pez, let's go out and enjoy that before we have to sit down and uh, not have to, before we get to sit down and uh, spend the the afternoon in front of the TV.
1: Yeah, let's do that. I'm probably going to spend the morning in front of the TV as well, actually, because the NBA is about to start as well. So, I'm Pez. Peace out.
0: I'm still Source. We'll catch up next time, guys. And if you're having a bet, as always, bet responsibly.
1: Now